We want to let our listeners know that today's podcast contains material that may be distressing or traumatizing to some audiences. We will discuss social media challenges that include self-harm and death. Welcome to The Influential Parent. We are your hosts, Amanda Blake and Nikki Porter. This podcast provides both a parent and educator perspective and the facts in order to help parents become informed about all things tech, whether it is social media, apps, or the websites that our children have access to. This podcast will hopefully help you navigate the ever-changing technology journey with your children. Nikki, another week here on The Influential Parent. In our last episode, we talked about the potential mental impacts of social media when it comes to our teenagers and, you know, some of those best practice for letting your kids use social media and things like that. And it's interesting because since we published that episode, we were introduced to another podcast called Today Explained. And they published an episode called Why Parents Are Suing Social Media. A lot of the things that we had talked about were the reasons that these parents are suing because of what's happening out there, the mental impacts and what's going on on social media. And what was very interesting, the guest speaker is Mitch Prinstein, and I might not be saying his last name correctly. He's actually a guest on this episode, and he was the one that wrote that white paper on the the mental impacts, whether they're positive, because there are good things of social media, but he also talks about those potential negative impacts. And so he really digs in to his paper that he wrote saying that these social media companies do need to make some changes within their terms of agreement Mm -hmm. to really start helping our teenagers when it comes to social media. And parents have a role too. Yes. And that's why we talk about these. So then we can help us as parents be able to figure out how do we help our kids through the social media influence. And and one thing I appreciated about that podcast was, you know, we've said things on our podcast before, like it's an addiction. Kids feel like they're addicted to, you know, the social media and stuff. But in that podcast and in that paper, he kind of goes into it a little more, you know, the science of addiction. And yes, he does. So when parents are talking with their kids, it's not as easy as just taking the phone away. It was pretty eye opening. You know, the science is really starting to come out about the effects of yeah. social media on on kids. Yeah, because he used the analogy of the slot machine. Yeah. So I remember that. So parents, check it out. We do have a link to that podcast, and we encourage you to go listen in and get another perspective from that particular episode. We wanted to come in today and continue our conversation about social media and focus on the viral challenges that are spreading with these platforms. So we've kind of heard that, oh, that went viral or things like that. And these challenges are trends that encourage users to copy the behavior or the activity or the stunt. Mm -hmm. So today we wanted to 
help parents understand what these viral challenges are. And some of them are good and some are dangerous. But we really want to focus on how to have a conversation with your child as these challenges come through their feeds. Yes. You talked about that there's some positive ones and some negative or bad ones, good, mm-hmm. bad, whatever, however you want to see it. So I kind of want to start out with some fun positive examples just to keep things light for now and we'll get into the other ones. So the first one I can actually really talk about is there's this eating or drinking weird things. And my daughter follows a family on YouTube and they do this one color food for a day challenge. Have you heard of that? No. So what they do is they write down all the color words on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and each family member will choose a color. Okay. Okay. And then they go to the store, they walk down the aisle and all they can do is pick out a, the foods that are that particular color. Okay. And can you imagine loading up a, a grocery cart full of just Pink. random <laughs> stuff, you know? Right. And so the next day they begin their challenge and they end up just eating that one colored food. So if you have, say, green, green, you can actually have a lot of like green leafy good stuff. I've seen, because I'll watch some of the episodes with my daughter, they will get a box of of cereal and they'll only eat that particular color. Like it's just, it is, it's funny. My daughter loves to watch it. I've also heard, and I don't know if you've heard of this one chip challenge. No. Okay. It literally is one chip in a bag. Okay. And people get hurt because this one chip has like whatever, like the ghost pepper or the Carolina Reaper, whatever the hottest peppers that you can think of. And depending on your level of tolerance, whether or not you can take, like some people just like split the chip and they are like miserable trying to take down this chip. No, I would not. Are you a spicy food person? Yes and no. Okay. I would not have anything to do with that one. I don't think, I mean, it just, it hurts. It really does hurt. Not enjoy. I like to enjoy my food. Pink, purple, blue, green, (laughs) whatever color. (laughs) I don't need the spicy aspect of that. Okay. So I have to tell you a challenge that I saw. I think it was last year and it was hysterical. It was the tortilla slapping (laughs) challenge. (laughs) I remember that. Yes. Yes. You'd be standing across from a person and you would take a gulp of water without swallowing it. And you and your your co-conspirator there would each have a tortilla in your hand and you would take turns slapping slapping each other and try not to spit out your water (laughs) on the other person. And who, like, you lose if you spit it out, but if you spit it on the other person across from you, I mean, now you... like they lose. Right. Yes. That was actually quite hysterical. That was funny. I like that one. That was funny. Well, and you know, all kinds of dance challenges. Yes. I finally, after months... Got my daughter to do a dance with me. She taught it and we recorded. And I mean, how many months was I trying, Amanda, to get to do a dance with this her? This has been going on since almost the very beginning of our podcast. Yeah. You wanting to do a TikTok dance with your daughter. Yeah. And, and all the phases that that went through. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the bottle flipping. Yes. I gotta tell you that was kind of annoying. Oh, um, <laughs> as a teacher, as a mom, oh, yeah. The kids at lunch just flipping the bottles, and I, yeah, no. annoying is the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally harmless. 
totally harmless. Yep. It was fun to them because it was a big challenge. Yep. But yeah, you could see they even came out with games. Yeah. About flipping the bottle yep. and getting it to land, like video games. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of something fun they could do with each other. And, you know, you think about, too, there's kind of a science in it. How much mm -hmm. water do you put in mm -hmm. to make it the most successful flip? Right. Those are just for fun challenges and, you know, maybe um, things you can try on the weekend or whatever. And then there started being these trends, too, of viral challenges that were actually for social good. Yeah, I can think of a couple... There's the ice bucket challenge. Oh, yep. I that remember. Was, that raised money for ALS. Mm -hmm. My family actually did that challenge. Yep. We did our staff. We had raised money, you know, done an yeah. ALS fundraiser. And it was like if we had raised a certain amount of money, the kids got to dump ice water on yeah. all of their teachers. Yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago, I had done the 22 push-up a day for a month. Ooh that helped raise awareness for the suicide rates in the military. And one of the things that they do ask you to post these videos, like you record mm -hmm. yourself doing it. So every day and right now in my Facebook feed, yeah. it's in my memories right now. So that was a, a great awareness when you're pushing that out on the social media to kind of make other people aware. And again, not only is it harmless, but it is helpful. Yep. Raising awareness, raising money, you know, that's where social media can be really good. I I do remember the push-up challenge. Okay, I can't do one push-up, so I wasn't participating. But before that, I really didn't know about this crisis with suicide and service members. Yeah. I think the hardest one I did, and I have a deep passion for cancer and yeah. raising more awareness, raising money for it, losing both my parents to cancer mm -hmm. in the last few years, but it was the, uh, I can't remember how many burpees. Was it 20 burpees or 25 burpees a day for a month? And that one, like the first couple of days was okay. By day 31, I was like, <laughs> only <laughs> only 25 more. But you're motivated to do it yes. because you want people to be more aware. And yes. we would invite people to take on this challenge with mm -hmm. us. You know, when we would record these videos, tag people in it to, to get them to yes. spread the word, like you had mm -hmm. said. And it was times like that where I would see my friends doing those things and I would think, please don't tag me. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. Well, let's switch gears and talk about some recent trends that I guess are the bad ones. They're hazardous. They're dangerous for our kids. And the trends that we're going to talk about you can probably find them on all kinds of websites. Mm -hmm. I mean, I found a variety of them, but the particular one that we're going to kind of highlight are the 2023 challenges mm -hmm. because this is what we know what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So here's the first one. It's called the gallon challenge. Okay. And they often use milk, but the idea is to consume a gallon of liquid within one hour. Okay. Now, unfortunately, some people are taking it to another level and actually doing alcohol. But the idea uh, here is it is so bad for our, our internal organs because they mm -hmm. can't handle that amount mm -hmm. of liquid. So it's going to upset your body in a variety of ways. Yeah. And even worse, if, if it really is the alcohol, which is the yeah. really scary one, because that is now getting on the line of like alcohol poisoning. Right. That's the first trend that I saw that's kind of vamping up on social media. 
And I can see where kids might think, oh, this is fine. This is funny. Like grab milk or even water or whatever it is. Like you said, no matter what it is, it's hard on our bodies. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is nothing but those unintended consequences, because like we've talked about so much, they don't necessarily have the reasoning skills. Right. But just the idea of I'm going to do this and I'm going to post it and, you know, so many people are going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find any others? Yes. There's the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. The idea is to imitate Kylie Jenner's full lip look. Mm -hmm. And kids and teenagers use like a shot glass or a bottle or a jar over their lips and they suck out the air. Okay. So this vacuum makes their lips swell. Okay. Get bigger. I can Um, picture that. But it can cause pain, bruising, blisters, infections, some scarring. But what really struck out is the idea that it's creating this insecurity about the body and this desire to look perfect. And so mm-hmm. this visibility, this viral nature is can potentially lower our kids' self-esteem. Yeah. That one was something that, you know, not only is it the physical impacts, but it's right. the mental, as we talked about with social media. While we were researching this, you told me about the nutmeg challenge. And I had heard of it as the cinnamon challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the same, similar. And so do you want to do you want to talk about that one? That one just involves the kids are mixing large quantities of nutmeg Mm -hmm. or cinnamon into water or milk, and they're drinking it. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is they're trying to get a high. Really? I didn't know this. No. No. And there are some serious consequences that can be hypothermia, hallucinations. And I guess that there's some people that have fallen comatose. I didn't know too much nutmeg or cinnamon can create this issue. I had no clue. Let's go to the extreme challenges that have seriously harmful, seriously dangerous, some of these, as they call extreme challenges. And I've heard a couple of these. So I think that these are important for parents to kind of get an idea of. Let's start with what they call this deodorant challenge. Okay. They used to call it frosting. But the idea is that kids and teens are burning themselves with the deodorant spray. What? What they're doing is holding that aerosol deodorant as close to their skin as they possibly can, and they spray it for as long as they can withstand that pain. And so they're getting first and second degree burns as a result. Wow. So I didn't know that. No. Good thing that we don't buy um, (laughs) aerosol aerosol deodorant. Deodorant. No spray deodorant. Right. I mean, I can control that within my house, but kids go to friend's mm-hmm. house or something, I thought, oh, I need to talk to my kids about this. Yeah. What could happen? That can lead to some really long-term effects. Yes. So, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but, you know, these few that we've mentioned so far, they seem innocent enough at first. Yeah. Right? Like, put on deodorant for as long as you can. Eat some nutmeg. Drink as much liquid as you can. It seems harmless. Yeah. But it has these consequences. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the deodorant challenge is another example of that. I'm just putting on deodorant, mom, you know, in the extreme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. What else you got? I hadn't heard this one. And it really scares me as a parent. It's called the 48-hour challenge. Okay. The goal is to make 
yourself disappear for at least 48 hours while severing all contact with your friends and family. Okay. Like, is this a runaway from home type of thing? I, I guess. As they call it, a twisted playing emotions. And the kids gain extra credit for each social media post that their friends and relatives publish about their disappearance. Ugh. That's really scary. Yeah. That's really scary. Not knowing. Like, I think if, if my two kids, three bonus child yeah. did that, like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, where mm-hmm. are they? What happened? I have two comments about that. One, extra credit. Like, what is extra credit? I mean, <laughs> on social media, yeah. what is that? And But it means something to the kids, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, another aspect of that is, you know, in a community, if we have kids doing this challenge, we're taking resources, you know, police officers, we're kind of inundating any community helpers, Yeah, you know, pulling them away from this for a social media challenge. That is a great point. The amount of money that is spent locating. And it's, and it's all a joke, yeah, you know, it's a, it's joke. a joke to the kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one was more popular in 2017 and 18. It's called the Shell On Challenge, and that's with those Tide Pod. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, so instead of eating the laundry detergent capsules, they're consuming the food items with this packaging and all. So this is including some fruit peels or cardboards to plastic Shell Ons. So the Mm -hmm. Tide Pod Challenge... It's interesting because they talked about the fruit peels, you know, the shell on mm-hmm. eating everything. And my former mother-in-law would eat the orange rind. I had a friend who would eat the orange rind too. But when you take it to the extreme and you start eating, you know, I'll just use an example, those cucumbers that come wrapped in plastic, you yeah. know. So that is the extreme version of that. And that can be really dangerous. That's yeah. another example of... Everything, shell on everything that it came in. Another one is the blackout challenge, Mm. also known as the pass out challenge. It's a choking game. Mm -hmm. And this TikTok trend involves kids and teens deliberately cutting off their own oxygen supply and blood flow to create a temporary rush. In certain cases, this occurs to the point of brain damage or even death. Uh, This trend really has been around for decades even if it didn't go viral. Right. According to Time Magazine, 82 children have died playing this game between mm-hmm. 1995 and 2007. But this is definitely picked up again, recently being another new viral TikTok trend. That reminds me of the Benadryl challenge, or some kids will use NyQuil. And it's, again, trying to create that rush or that high you mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Yeah. But by taking just as much Benadryl as they can. And I read a story about a young kid, I think he was 12 or 13, and was doing the Benadryl challenge and had a seizure right there in front of his friends in his bedroom while they were recording this oh. just to do this social media challenge. And it was horrifying to think about, not only to think about a child losing their life, but like there were other kids in the room, like they were filming it and they saw Saw it. it happen. And, you know, how do we help our kids kind of understand that, you know, some of these things are things that kids are doing on their own, you know, 
the 48 hour challenge or different things like that. And those are, are horrible as well. But to think that the peer pressure of being in a room with others and them telling you, do it, do it, do yeah. it, and witnessing it and not stepping in at all to stop it or saying, you know, I don't, this, this doesn't seem not smart. like a good idea. Yeah. And not to mention not only the victim's family, but those other kids that will be traumatized, yeah. I can't imagine, forever. Yeah. And those are things we have in our house. You know, all of these things that we've talked about, nutmeg, Tide Pods, food with shells, shells or packaging, Benadryl, NyQuil. These are all things that are just readily available in, in a lot of homes. <sighs> kind of scary. Let me tell you one last one before okay. we go on. It's called the Penny Challenge. The idea is to slide a penny into a partially plugged phone charger. Oh, no. This penny can crash into the metal prongs of the plug. Yeah. It creates sparks and causes damage to the entire electrical system and in some cases start a fire. This is something we talk about with kindergartners. Don't put things in outlets. Yeah. Well, I've had a personal um, encounter with electrical outlets and metal, but I was three. Okay. I was three, and I know exactly what happens, and it's true what yeah, will happen yeah. to, I, mm-hmm. yeah, scary. So, I, And I don't think they're talking about three-year-olds. This penny challenge that you mentioned, they're not talking about three-year-olds. They're accidentally doing something. Right. They're talking about really intentional things to get a reaction from the wider world. I think the other one that Amanda that has been out is this milk crate challenge. Okay. You know, those milk crates that carry all the different yeah, m- yeah. milk and they're stacking them. Okay. And then they try to climb up as tall as they can get up there. And what happens is that the milk crates, you know, fall. Yeah, they're not very, very strong. And so these people, you know, are jumping off to try to get away from the milk crates or they're falling down and potentially injuring themselves oh trying to climb up these this stack of milk crates yeah they're they don't lock together no. they don't hook together they're great to stack if there's milk within yes. it but yeah that's about it because they're empty obviously but well yeah. my question is where are people getting all these milk crates because they are great for organization oh, like in are. the house but <laughs> in the garage to store yes. all kinds yes absolutely <laughs> It probably seems like a playground equipment type of thing, but they're not meant for that. Yeah. And so I can imagine if you get up a few layers and then slip, fall, the thing comes out from under you, yeah. you know, that could be really, really dangerous. Because think about it, as the milk crates get taller, they're not sturdy. And that's the point of, yeah. of that challenge oh to see how far you can get up. I want to end this part here because we're going to go into why are our kids doing these and really what we can be doing as parents and educators. But I think the hardest part of this whole thing is we can't keep up with all of these new viral trends and challenges. Um, You know, some of them have come back around, like that blackout challenge. The blackout challenge really was around for a long time. Mm -hmm. It just never was viral, and now it is. And, And it spreads to more and more, which is the scary part of some of these challenges. So... 
we really don't have a way to predict anything that's going to come up. Right. And that's the part where we're going to get into now is if we can keep that open line of communication with our kids, just as we've always talked about mm-hmm. with our podcast, really talking about what are you doing online? What are you seeing online? And having conversations of the risks of yeah. the extreme challenges and the right. dangerous challenges. And so I just wanted to put that out there that it is hard to keep up with them. And you and I kind of live in this world. And especially because we work on this podcast, you know, I would say we're pretty you know, with it. <laughs> and <laughs> We try. And, I and mean, we try. We're and, more informed. And yeah. a lot of these were news to us. So, yeah. you know, even if you're trying really, really hard, you know, I don't imagine that you, you can stay ahead of it or even on top of it, really. So it really does come down to just like you want to, you know, prepare your kids for things in the future. You know, you, you don't necessarily know what will happen to them or around them, but you, you do these little life lesson things so that when they get into a situation, they kind of know how to react because you've imparted these value systems yes. or, or how to react type of things. Yeah, how to think through. Yes. And that's the part you talked about, their frontal lobe not being fully developed. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to think through. If I do this, what could happen? Right. They My just, friends will laugh. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like we talked about in before, and I think his name is Princeton, says they're all gas, no brakes. They yes. just go, go, go. So why are the kids doing this, Amanda? Why are they doing these challenges? Well, I think we kind of touched on this. One reason is for kids to get a reaction. Yeah. You know, they they want other people to notice them. They want to, you know, kind of be, I'll say class clown, just on a much bigger stage. So not only to be seen, but you know instantly how many people are seeing you. And if you're thinking, wow, people from all over the world are seeing this, you're the center of attention. And certain kids thrive on that. How many likes, how many mm-hmm. views, how many friends that they're getting, how many people are starting to follow them. Yes, yeah. that recognition and that sense of belonging is very important yeah. to the teenage years and preteen years yeah. as well. And I think too, the peer pressure aspect of it. And we know all the things, just say no and stuff, but we all remember being a kid and it's harder than just saying no. And so that peer pressure and how do you help prepare your kids to just say no or get out of tricky situations so that they don't end up getting caught up in the moment with some of these. Peer pressure hasn't, it's not new. No, Like you said, it's been around. I like that idea of if you get into that situation, what can you do? Mm -hmm. And that's part of that conversation, that open line of communication. What do you think? Well, I'm going to say one. Okay. It's just, it really is exciting for them yeah. in that moment. Yes. Even if it is dangerous, I've been skydiving twice. Very dangerous. It's a dangerous <laughs> thing. And a lot of people look at me and say, you jumped out of a yeah. perfectly good You're airplane. You're crazy. You're crazy. That yeah. is dangerous. But it's that, that adrenaline rush, that yeah. excitement. And so... For these kids, it's the feeling of that excitement is okay. Yes. It is, but you got to think through. It's getting to that right. next part of if I do this. If I if I try to climb that tall stack of milk crates. What is going to happen? <laughs> what, what could potentially happen? Yeah. 
And I would never jump out of a perfectly good airplane, as you say. It's hard enough for me to get on to a perfectly (laughs) good airplane, which is on the ground. But even those things are calculated, right? Like there are so many safety features in place and you're going to be choosy about what company you skydive with based on a lot of factors but we just have these kids like you just said a minute ago all gas no brakes mm-hmm. that looks like a great idea it looks exciting i'm going to go for it whereas as adults we know something looks exciting scary dangerous but we do know okay i need to think through some things i need to research the company you know yes. i want to go ask some questions before i get into this and yeah. then you can make a decision about whether it's safe for you or whether it's a good idea for you. Yeah. And I think with that rush, that excitement that they had, they want that feeling again. Yeah. And so then it becomes an addictive activity. They've done it before. Ooh, I want to try something else and get that same feeling, that Mm -hmm. same rush that I had because that was exciting to me. And so I think another reason is that it becomes addictive. And for adults, we hear about this, like I would call you now, I didn't know you would skydive twice, but (laughs) you know, that word adrenaline junkie. Yes. Because I mean, there is science to say when you do these things, your brain releases chemicals and hormones. And we've talked about that on our podcast before and you do like it. And so imagine being a kid, they just want it and they want it and they want it. And so they're going to go seek that out whether it's in a regulated skydiving safe way or whether it's just the next thing that they see. Yeah. I'm going to mention one other thing that we've talked about before, why kids are doing this, and that's that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Kind of like with peer pressure, you know, you don't want to be the only one not doing it or you don't want to be left out of something. Yeah. And we talked about that with just on social media and that's why they keep going to it Mm because they want to see what other people are doing. And when you are in that moment, when you're on your device and you're scrolling through your feed and you see something has a thousand likes or 2000 views, you really do feel like everyone else is doing it. And then that's where that peer pressure, exactly. that's that where that, that comes in again. So they're yeah. all kind of intertwines yeah. of mm-hmm. why yeah. they're doing these challenges. So what can we do? We talked a little bit about the open lines of communication, but Nikki, you have the teens and tween in your house right now um, yeah. in terms of these social media challenges. How do you talk to your kids about it without shutting down those lines of communication potentially you know I can picture my mom right like kind of old school disciplinarian you know if I ever hear about you doing (laughs) that you know but you don't want to shut it down so that your kid says well I'm not even talking to you about that because even if I didn't do it you got in my face about you know whatever but at the same time you know, impart the seriousness of getting involved in some of these challenges. And so how do you keep the conversation alive? I think it has to do with just being curious okay, and asking, what are you seeing online? Like, what have mm-hmm. you heard? At the beginning of the school year, yeah. there was that bathroom challenge. Right. The school bathroom um, demolish des- it and destroy, some, destroy. Yeah. yes because there was sinks being taken out I mean they were destroying these bathrooms and 
So I had asked my son, how do you find these challenges? And he said they they just appear. Mm -hmm. And I think because, you know, as we talked about, the more viral it becomes, Mm -hmm. it it spreads. And so Mm -hmm. people get to hear about them. There was another one at the beginning of the year for his school, which is one that we didn't mention, these extreme challenges, these school shooting hoaxes and stuff. They're just getting out. And so it's just being curious and asking your children, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? It can be conversations that they're having with their friends about what they've seen on these viral challenges. Mm -hmm. So if you at least have this open line of communication Mm -hmm. beyond just what are you seeing? Okay, so what are your thoughts on this? Mm -hmm. Getting their viewpoint. Well, what could happen? What do you think could happen if you ran up the, the milk crate? tower yeah or whatever yeah and these are just good conversations to have i'm thinking about the benadryl one or the yeah. nyquil one these are conversations that have needed to be had regardless of social media in the home yeah. you know are your medicines stored securely are they child proof any sort of substance is it put out of reach of kids or yeah. different things like that but this does add another layer to that. Yeah. One of the things that they talked about or they suggested on the website is figure out a challenge together. My kids did the push-up challenge and and the burpee challenge. We talked about Mm -hmm. why and I included him on the the Facebook posts Mm -hmm. that he was doing the challenge with me and so Mm -hmm. his friends saw it and so that just imparts some great things for him to showcase that he's doing it. You know, the dance Mm -hmm. challenges. I got my daughter finally to do the one and it's only been that one since, but hey, we're making gains with it. But (laughs) little by little, but I think if you were to talk to them about doing some sort of a challenge and just talking like, what is it? Especially the motivational ones or the fun ones. We just want to spread happiness. We want to spread awareness. Yeah. And it really goes into another point that they make that you're modeling for your kids, the good online behavior. Exactly. And letting them know that that attention is out there. Yeah. But it it can be positive too. A lot of people can relate to those challenges and they'll get their family members or different people being like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Because that's that same chemical that they're getting. But hopefully that will start to influence the decisions they make. You know, I'm getting really positive reinforcement for these types of things. Yeah. It'd be great because, you know, of course, family members and family friends are going to say, that's great. Yeah. What are their friends going to say? They might not admit, but that's really where they're looking for that positive. Those affirmation. At the beginning, you said, we're going to start light and fun, and it was the funny ones. So we've kind of had to take this turn here because it is important to look at some of the serious stuff. So in all of this, Nikki, you're a parent of this age group. If you had to give one or two sentences to parents who are thinking, okay, this is something I really need to take on. Maybe they hadn't heard of this before. Maybe they had started hearing about it, these social media challenges on the news and stuff. And they said, okay, today's the day. Like tonight at dinner, you know, as is customary, we're not going to have our phones, that family talking time, where might a parent start? Wow. Especially listening to this podcast, I could, you know, tell the parents, 
start the conversation. Hey, I listened to this podcast mm-hmm. and heard about these viral challenges that are on social media and just ask, have you guys heard of any? And just to have those conversations. And again, be curious, but it's not time to be judgmental. And then just kind of continue that conversation, see where it goes. Listen to your kids. We've talked a lot about getting their kids input. And it is yeah. important because what they're telling you and confiding in you is building some trust. If they can talk to you about these things, they're saying, okay, I trust you. You're not going to freak out. And so just starting that and saying, would you do that challenge? Would you do a one chip challenge? Would you climb up a very tall tower of milk crates that is going to definitely fall Mm -hmm. underneath you and potentially break an arm or leg or ribs and just talk through the risks of some of these challenges with your kids and every once in a while say, okay, what are the new challenges? What have you heard? I think so too. Coming from a place of curiosity is is definitely the way to start. Yeah. Good luck with those conversations, parents. Good luck. You can do it. joining us today. Please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. We invite you to join us in the conversation using the hashtag TheInfluentialParent on Twitter and tell us how the conversations are going. Tag me, Amanda, using at Story of a Blake. And I'm Nikki at Nicole M. Porter. And that's Nicole with an H. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and share the podcast with family and friends.